Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's what's your your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Welcome to your weekly rendition of The Weird. I'm your host, Barry Johnston. And with me, as always, my best counterpart in the world, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Hello, Barry. I am uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, I'll tell you, I'm better last week because I can report. I know some people have asked and uh, were curious, but I can report this. Uh, no moth spots, so no more bats. Fan- I haven't had a bat battle. Fantastic. In the past, uh, in the past week, so we're good there. I think we've got that all sorted and taken care of. So yeah, That's man, awesome. sleeping better. You know, not getting uh, woken up during the night. That's great. Um, so you know, I guess the universe has decided that I would not be a good. Uh, Batman, damn it, and has let me sleep. Well, you know, because I mean, poor Batman. Poor, you know, <laughs> yeah, poor Batman Bat- without money. Right. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, a crazy homeless guy, basically. Absolutely, so, you know. absolutely, man. So no, yeah, so it's funny. I uh, I saw somebody posted a meme somewhere of, uh, and it was like a tw- you know, like twenty twenty, you know, but it was uh, some bats eating from a uh, hummingbird feeder. Have you seen that? No. I don't know if you saw that. I should have sent it to you. It was pretty funny. But uh, they're like 2020, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was pretty funny. But uh, Anything goes this right. year, man. Exactly. It's, it's, exactly. It's crazy, man. And, and so speaking of crazy, I got, I got to tell you the story, man. Um, so I, I had messaged you um, a couple of days ago. I said, man, I got this weird story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we had talked before about you know sort of hey you know if anything weird happens in life in our real life then we should talk about it you know yeah well this is this is a strange story and it's and it's somewhat tragic and um but but i wanted to tell it because i don't really know what to make of it um about a month ago i had a good friend of mine who he lives in Tucson, Arizona, and mm-hmm. I live in Oklahoma, just so everybody knows. But I get a text message from him saying that he's got a friend looking for a base amp repair, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I know a lot of musicians and, and record a bunch and, and know a bunch of guys. So, you know, I was like, you know, let me, let me look around a little bit and I'll, I'll get back to you. So... I put some feelers out and I come up with somebody to uh, take the amp to, you know, so I text him back. He's like, okay, great. You know, three, four weeks go by and I get another message from him, from my friend in Tucson. Mm -hmm. He says, Hey, um, you know, that, that guy that I was looking for the amp repair, uh, he was found dead in, uh, in a lake in Oklahoma city. And so, I'm thinking, wow, that's really weird. Like, yeah, 
because that morning I had another friend, a couple of friends from Oklahoma City that uh, had posted the same thing, you know, and, and, I, and I didn't even know that the, t- that the two were connected at all, you know, and I'm like, wow, wow that's, that's really tragic. And yeah. I, knew that, I knew that he was a musician because my friends that had posted, you know, had sort of mentioned that, you know, and, and it was, I was really, wow, I was like, you know, that's, that's, really, that's really sad. But when I got that text message, I'm thinking to myself, like, that's really an odd coincidence, right? That like, Mm -hmm. I don't know this guy. I probably should know him, but how odd is it that I get a message from a friend of mine from Arizona about a guy looking for an amp repair, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm really, you know, my wheels are turning and I'm like, I, I, I reached out to my friend again from Tucson and I was like, how, how did you know him? I just, I'm curious because at the time, my friend Dana, who's out in Tucson, he, he, he's a touring musician and, and engineer. And so I thought that at the time he reached out to me, I thought maybe he had a friend going through town that was on tour, but then I'm like, well, nobody's touring cause it's COVID right. time, you know? And he goes, um, he goes, man, he goes, you know, I, I met him when I lived in Austin, and Danny, he was the uh, front of house engineer at Emo's in Austin, mm-hmm. and uh, which was was a big club down there. I, th- yeah, I believe yeah. I believe they're closed now, but really, well, everything's yeah. closed now. But yeah, Emo's yeah. was legendary in Austin. I mean, that was like the place for right. You know, before yeah. Austin was huge and Austin, yes, that was the place that everybody knew. Yep, every indie band that was touring yep. went through Emo's. You know, anybody that was anybody coming up went through Emo's. So. He goes, yeah, I met him down there. Um, he played in a band called Shotzi. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Shotzi? That's a ri-. So I'm like, I think, I, and I texted him back. I said, I think I remember that band opening up for, when I was with the Promise Ring, this is a long time ago, dude. And I don't even know why this sticks in my memory. But I remember we were down there for a South by Southwest in like 02 or 03. Mm-hmm. And um, a band called Shotzi opened up for us, and I remember them because they had a bunch of light brights on stage with the the band name written, you know, on the in the lights, nice. right? Nice. And and I wrote that back to him. I said, "Did they have a bunch of light brights on stage?" And he was and he wrote me back like the the laughing emoji. He goes, "I don't know how you remember that, man." He's like, "Yeah, that's right, they did." And I was like, "Wow, that's so strange." But why? So why do I tell the story? Well, it's not odd that I should have known the guy, but it's just mm-hmm. weird that like all of this led up to like this tragic story that you know I would have come into contact with the guy had I you know been at there, and I'm sure that I did meet him at one point in time. You yeah. know, I, I, yeah. I there's just I, I probably ran into him and and I knew who he was. He sent me a picture of of of, of his band back then, and um and it and he he did look very familiar to me. But it's just a weird story, man. It's just yeah, a strange coincidental story. Yeah, man. It's it's well, it just shows you how it just shows you how our world is so oddly interconnected in such a tight way. Yeah. You know, so where that, you know, this guy who does this and all, you know, who knew this and like paths that cross just ever so close together. Right. 
but but never actually you know connect but yet yeah there you are you know it's yeah. like that it's like it's when you meet somebody you're like who knows so many other people that you know from the same time in the yeah. same area yeah and yet you don't know that person it's really it's it's a weird thing it is man you know but it's like and but it's also like that's how you know, but that's how the strings of the universe, I guess, are. Is like, there's so many th- points where you can make connections, even if you don't have the personal connection at right. that point. And it's just so strange. It is strange. It is. You know. It yeah. Just, so it really that, and it and it really did. It made me think about a lot of things about, you know, how many people you come into contact with that you know aren't here anymore, and you just yeah. you don't know it because you don't know yeah. them personally. You know, and it's. Um, I, you know, I, from what everything I hear, you know, his name was Monty Williams and I, I want to say that, you know, his, he, he was a great guy from everything that I've heard from, from everyone that knows him. He knows some of the greatest people in the world. I know that because they're some of my best friends and, and he was, he was well loved. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tragic in that way. Um, but I think that the thing that everyone can take away from it, um, is that, you know, you just got to tell the people in your life how much you care for them, why you got them, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, it was just a weird story, you know, and I don't want to make this about me at all, but it's just right. about how, you know, you could be connected oddly by yeah. something and it, it sort of just, it, it is what it is, you know, it, yeah. it uh, and this is one of those stories that, uh, unfortunately has a tragic ending um yeah. and so my my heart and my uh my love goes out to uh monty yeah. williams and his family and yeah. uh and and to those that survive him micah uh says uh talks about finding the uh extraordinary in the ordinary you right, know right how this you know how there's so many things in that within our normal worldview that if you just take a step back and you look at it and you realize how actually extraordinary and how um, spectacular things like that are. Yeah. So I think right. that's kind of like, that's kind of one of those things, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, getting on to the extraordinary, we have an extraordinary guest today. Yes, uh, we do. And he's a friend of yours and he comes from yep. us from Japan. Yes. Now, before we get started, Barry. Uh, this is a, uh, this is, James is our guest, and he has some weird stories. He has our, you know, some kind of the spooky stories, but he also has some great fun stories about tr- his travels because he's lived overseas for, uh, in, in, in Japan for quite a few years. Uh, but he's, we also just, our conversation started at one place and it just grew and organically went, it traveled the globe, at, really, as, uh, as, as, as the stories did as well. So, but we do want to uh, issue a potential trigger warning for uh, violent bowel movements in one of the stories here. Um, so if you find if you find shit talk, <laughs> yeah. Once we get to India, you might want to you know tune it out. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, but let's get on to James. James, what's your weird story? Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, okay. Well, let's just hop right into it. Yeah. It's uh, about eight o'clock in the morning here. So I'm not on my top performance, but I'll, I'll give you what I got. 
What a what a uh, way what a way to start the day, man. Exactly right. <laughs> I wish this had a little bit of something else in it, but uh, <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. So uh, uh yeah, we were just uh, talking earlier about uh, uh I moved over here, geez, about eighteen, nineteen years ago, but um we just moved over to this uh, place where I'm at right now. So uh I teach English and art here, got my own school set up, and um yeah, we moved here about, well, when I say we, my wife and my daughter, at the time, uh, five years ago, she had just uh, been born, and we moved in here, and um, next to us, like, in Japan, man, there's like a ton, a ton, like, the old, uh, elder population here is really, really huge, uh-huh. and um, when we moved in, it's like tradition to uh, give a present to your neighbors. Right. So uh, we went over to visit our neighbors. We had like some detergent or something like that. And uh, uh, we knocked on the door and nobody answered. And finally, uh, we hear this old voice. And this lady pops out. It's like a 90-year-old lady. And uh, she's like, oh, hello. We're, you know, we're your new neighbors or what have you. And she's like, oh, it's really nice to meet you. Uh, we gave her the present. She's like, oh, there's another neighbor that lives over there, but uh, I hate her guts. So, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a so weird. Watch out for her. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, okay, that's weird. <laughs> but, uh, no, we, we kind of like, uh, we, we, you know, it's she's a 90-year-old lady. There's not like a whole lot that we have in common, but we would do our best to like talk to her, right. you know, and shoot the shit with her. And, yeah. And, uh yeah, we always felt really sorry for her because she lives by herself. And you see a lot of this over here. There's uh, a lot of elderly people that just, they have this old house. They live there by themselves. Uh, a bunch of widows or elderly men whose wives have passed away, what have you. So we're we're always worried about her because, you know, it's a 94-year-old lady. She's always by herself. Yeah. But, um, and, uh, yeah, I would always get paranoid, you know. Is she okay? If I don't see her for a while, do I need to go check up on her or, you know, what have you? But, uh yeah. Um, so uh, uh, my wife, uh, her her family, they live pretty close to us. Uh, they're like 20 minutes away. So she often takes like our daughter and they'll go stay the night with their family, what have you. And um, yeah, it just so happens one night. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's okay for me to get into my story here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one night, uh, her and uh, my daughter, they go off to her family's house and uh, I'm at home by myself and I was working on some artwork or doing something and you know around 12 o'clock i just you know decided to go hit the hay and uh that night man i had like the craziest dream like i have crazy dreams what have you You us art guys you know had a little (laughs) too many fumes in the studio (laughs) what have you and messes with our brains uh but man this this dream was fucked it was like um i'm in this this I'm getting like I always get goosebumps telling this story, man. It's crazy. Just just to lead off, I don't believe in ghosts. Okay. I don't believe in all this paranormal okay. shit. Okay. I'm a very level-headed guy. Yeah, yeah. But um, now after this one, man, it, it fucked with me. So I have this crazy dream. I'm in this old Japanese house, and there's like this closet. The whole room is really, really dark. There's like a, a, a tint of crimson somewhere, and. I hear this voice. It's like beckoning to me. It's like, uh, it's basically saying, help me, help me. Mm. And I'm like, I'm walking over to this, there's this old Japanese style closet, you know, it's made back in like the 100 years ago, what have you. Mm-hmm. And I go over there, I could hear it beckoning to me, asking me to come closer and closer. 
And finally, I open up the door, the, the closet doors, and there's this woman in there. It's like a young, uh, nah, it's like a younger woman or what have you. And she's like, I need your cell phone. Give me your cell phone. Give me your cell phone. I'm like, I, I can't give it to you. She's pulling at my cell phone and I'm pulling back. And I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck was that? That was freaky. And I was like, uh, all right, it was just a dream. I looked at the, my, my cell phone. It was like 2, 2.15 or something like that. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to go back to bed. And, you know, like <laughs> when, you're, when you're by yourself and you had a dream like that, you just pull the covers over your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell that yeah. was freaky. And then <clears throat> around 4 o'clock, uh, I wake up again. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? I hear sirens. And there's an ambulance. Uh, we have a big, huge hospital close to us. And there are ambulances coming by all mm, the time. So right. I think it's just a normal ambulance. And the ambulance pulls up. And I'm like, dude, do not stop where we are. Do not stop. And it stops next to the house where that old lady is living. And, of course, I peek my head outside the window to see what's going on. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, like the, the you know, the, the ambulance stops there and they're there for a while. And I, I don't want to like, in, like invade on anybody's privacy. So I mm -hmm. just kind of like, all right, go back to bed. It was nothing the, you know, and, uh, so wake up the next morning and, uh, I go outside to go check on the old lady because I'm, you know, a bit worried because I, it was a very ominous dream. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there are like three or four cars parked outside of her house. And I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't good. And I go and I walk up towards them and a whole bunch of people come out. And I, I say my, you know, you know, my greetings to them. Hello, good morning. And uh, they're like, oh, uh, we're the family members of the lady who lives here. I'm like, oh, is she, is everything okay? They're like, no, man, uh, last night, I think it was around 3 o'clock or 4, 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, she passed away. Uh, she died. And so I'm like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Whoa. I like even right now I'm getting goosebumps Damn. from this man because it was definitely I, for it had to have been, man. There's no right. way. Right. It was just a coincidence of right. this dream of an old house with this old lady. Give me your cell phone. Give me your cell phone. I need wow. help. Wow. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Damn, man. Got him yeah. too. <laughs> wow. Dude, it was like, like. Wow. To this day, like I, I still get goosebumps talking about that right now. Wow. But um, yeah, yeah. So she just ended up passing away in her sleep. Uh, I guess it was Damn. like three or four or what have you. <clears throat> but yeah, so so uh, after that, like the house is empty, and um, this is where the story, like that's that's a weird part of the story. But the story even gets weirder. Oh no, like, it um, gets weirder. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> so. It's, it's a really small lot. Okay. It's a really small lot. And uh, this is kind of strange, but my wife and I were like, you know, we, we really would like to buy that lot of land and we want to build on it later. So we were always like, oh, we, we talked to the landlord and everything. And the landlord's like, oh, no, the place isn't up for sale. Like the family, they still own it. We're like, oh, yeah, that's, oh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh-huh. And we were always talking to each other, like, it'd be really nice if that, like, that house, uh, if, if they decided to just take it down and then they put the land up for sale, that'd be really nice. And literally, we're talking about this. And then the next day, I think it was about seven or eight in the morning, 
we're sleeping and all of a sudden we hear a boom and it's like an explosion like what the fuck was that it's just like go check go check because we live really close to the the main road Uh Mm -hmm. and i go running outside and there was a car i don't know how it happened but it basically went for the road 90 degrees into the house. It just rammed right what? into the house. <laughs> Whoa. Into the house Whoa. into the house, into the house that you're you're yes, wanting to to purchase? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay, wow. Well we were we were the house is like a hundred years old. Oh they okay. built it basically a hundred years ago. It was right. worth nothing. Okay. So just we the wanted lot. Yeah, we wanted the lot. And dude, wow. the house wow. was the car had gone all the way into the living room. Oh, wow. Knocked the fridge over it. Missed the gas. Like, there, a lot of places in Japan, they have their gas tanks outside. Right. And it missed it literally by, like, an inch. Damn, If they would have put that gas tank there, there would have been a huge explosion. So, I go running in there, and I pull the girl out of the car. Yeah. Because, like, she's, like, she's unconscious. Wow. <clears throat> so, the family comes to see the damage. And, of course, the house is totaled. So within like a week, they have to bulldoze the house Holy down, shit. tear it down, and then we end up. Uh, I guess it was a a little bit of a gift from the old so, lady. So that's so crazy, man. That's <laughs> yeah, man. so crazy. That's yeah. a crazy way for a yeah. wish to be granted. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was insane, man. it was insane. Wow. What What was the cause of? The, I mean, how did the girl in the car like? What What happened there? All right, it's 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 so strange. Like we live on there's a slight there's a it's a really long straight road, and then right when it comes to our house, there's just a slight curve, a mm-hmm. very slight curve. So if like, you're looking on your cell phone or anything, or if you're not uh, paying attention, you're just gonna keep on going straight. And then when you if you keep on going straight, you're gonna like hit a house. So a lot of people they'll like jerk the wheel, and I think what happened, like uh, I it, we have a like a. a big drinking district it's about 10 minutes down the road okay and a lot of the a lot of like the young people they work out there you know there's a whole bunch of hostesses and host workers and this one i think she was one of those people like she had a really late night shift and she was coming home yeah and obviously she just missed that curve and she just overcompensated for it right (sighs) literally she went 90 degrees into the house like it wasn't just like at an egg or anything it's like wow yeah completely so, so the house is just, the house is right off the street, like yeah, like it's right, right there. Off huh? the street. Wow, yeah. Yeah. wow, that's you know, wild. I I, uh, I drove into a house when I was two years old. Um, you were driving. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was driving. He was driving. That was the <laughs> was problem. Driving, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I told this story on the on oh, the Jesus. show. Yeah, this is one of my uh, world, my favorite stories. My world famous stories. I was two years old. We'll, we'll yeah. just go ahead and I'll go ahead and tell you this because it's, yeah. it's fun. But like, I was two years old, okay, and it was a cold, cold ass day in Oklahoma, and it had started to um, it had already like snowed and it was starting to ice, right? So right. like, this is when it starts to ice is when that's in our hometown. Yeah. Um, when it gets so like an inch of ice on the road, they're like, okay, maybe we should cancel school and yeah. send people home. Shut her down. So right. my brother was in kindergarten and they canceled school and my mom and was, she was going to go pick him up. So we're, uh, she's warming up the car in our driveway and she just pulled it at this big 1970 
eight or something station wagon, probably yeah. seven, six station wagon. The real, green the real sweet the one. Yeah, the yeah, sweet green, one. Green, deep hunter green with the speckly paint and the wood paneling, dude. Yeah, we, we all just, had those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the days. Yep. Yeah, so um, she's got the car and she's got the car started and when she's left the heat on, she's letting it warm up. And oh, no. she runs it. Of course, you know, there was no car seats back yeah. in that in this time you know because this is the, this is 70 right. this is late 70 yeah no car seats at all so um she she uh she's like she forgets something so she's goes she's goes back inside and she tells me and i remember all of this because this is deeply impactful um but she says to me she says um i gotta run back inside don't touch anything and of course, obviously, I nod my head and yes. But as soon as she leaves, boom! I'm Batman. Touch I'm everything. Batman. I'm doing. Ooh, what's this so, lever? Ooh, what's this right. lever? So I'm like, just I, I get behind the wheel and I'm like, you know, steering. Just got my hands on it or whatever. I hit the stake into. Uh, I knock it into reverse. It goes, Whoa. you know, down the driveway, across <laughs> oh the road, which has got like an end. Like I said, it's like there's so much ice now on the road that there's really no curb. Down the driveway, across the road, avoiding, fortunately, small town, not a lot of traffic. Go jump the curb, go into the yard, and into the house across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, so I was fine. Uh, my mom was freaking out. Um, <laughs> late yeah. to pick my brother up. Yeah. You know, um, so then a couple of days later, I remember, you know, staring out the front glass door, looking across the street at the men repairing the hole. Such <laughs> you so beautifully made, man. Yeah. My, my brother coming up to me and saying, see, you see that? You did that. You know? You're an artist. Give you a high five. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome, yeah. man. You know what's funny is my sister did the same thing. She ran into the loves there. You know the loves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in town. Same thing. My dad left her in the truck. Like, that's how shitty parenting was back then, you know? Yeah. Just, I just was so paranoid about correct. that kind of stuff. That's how good parenting works. No, absolutely. I agree. I agree. I mean shitty in today's terms. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. For the today uh, folks. How they have changed, man. I, I, yeah. like, I know when we were like growing up, the, if, there was, if you were in a truck... You were in the back of the truck, oh, yeah. like with the, you know, yeah. The, the, if it was right. cold or if it was rainy, they would just put a like a tarp over exactly. you. Exactly, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> and that's how you drive <laughs> Stay low when we when we take the corner, you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Hold on to like things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Adam's dad. Adam's dad used to take us out on sleds, you know, running behind the truck, you know, and. Yeah. And going fairly fast, I remember it was it was it could get wild, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now yeah yeah it probably now Barry in defense of my dad yeah. who was uh, a good dad not negligent in any way <laughs> absolutely um, not. Whereas my dad yeah he's pretty negligent. Yeah, he's not, he's not your dad. But you know it probably seemed like crazy to yeah, us but yeah. it was probably yeah. you know yeah. maybe like fifteen miles an hour yeah, you're at right. most yeah and yeah. we're in a pasture a cow pasture yeah. so it's not like we we're gonna get. Right, but it, that was a lot of fun. It was fun. <laughs> man. It was fun. If you, if you sit down and think about the things that our parents let us do, uh, I I don't know. Do you guys have kids at all? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Probably oh, for reasons. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, uh, yeah, I've but, got um, I've got three, man. I've got three. Like, 
I am like I, I think back to the things that I did when I was a kid. I was like, there's no way no. in hell no. that I'd even let my daughter even get close to doing any of that kind of stuff. No. Like you know, growing up in uh, North Carolina, we had our you know we've got if you go into the inlets or you go to the ocean, we got all kinds of crazy creatures right. there, man. Like yeah. alligators, right. water moccasins, yeah. sharks, this and that. Yep. And when I was in like a junior high school or elementary school, we used to just we would go out swimming in this stuff, and then we'd always have like. Uh, one of my friends, Tony and I, we would, uh, he had like a little pier, uh, on the inlet and we would just take a piece of chicken, wrap some string around it, throw it out into the water perfect, and wait for an alligator to come. <laughs> oh my God, dude. And pull it in, man. Oh yeah. In. <laughs> got an alligator coming up to us oh. and then we get close and we're like, okay, let it go again. And this is what we did for fun. Oh man. <laughs> That's, we didn't need video games, man. We had yeah, gators. Yeah, that's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't let my kids do half the shit, man. I mean, we used to just go play forever and just be home at dark. That was the rule, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. And and, uh, and I feel so fortunate that we were able to grow up that way, man. You oh, know? man. I, yeah, just to see what the next generation is going to be like with, like, you know, being this adventurous type. Yeah. Just, like, you know. Throwing right. caution to the wind and, yep. and going out and just getting a little crazy. I I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know for sure. Like, uh, I think it was like elementary school, third grade. Uh, I I was on a I had a paper route, mm -hmm. and that was like my first job. Wow. And this kid I worked with, uh, Thomas. Jeez, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Thomas was his name. We every day after school we would go deliver the evening paper. Uh, we got on our bikes. Yeah, and. Uh, I, we, I'd use the money to go out and buy, like, G.I. Joe comics course, or, uh, yeah. or tapes or what have yep, you. Yep. And uh, we, we ended up, like, we had this great idea. Hey, man, I got the new John Bon Jovi tape. <laughs> let's, go, let's go build a tent out in the forest and stay the night there and listen to John Bon Jovi. Oh, That's a great idea. Perfect, dude. And so we did it. We went out Perfect. and it started raining. We made a lean-to and we put mm -hmm. some like leaves and stuff over it. We had like a little uh, little boombox, and uh, yeah, we went and did this and decided that it was a great idea to not tell our parents that we were going to do that. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I come home the next day and my mom is freaking out. Like she's, where the fuck were you? <laughs> uh, we just decided to go out and have a little camping trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, we yeah. were dead. Oh. I called the police and everything. Like, oh yeah, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just being a kid, man. You're just exactly, like exactly. Never it crossed your like, mind. All right. Oh, yeah. That sounds like Barry. That sounds like something you would have done. It does. Actually. It does, man. It does. I remember one night I came home. I mean, I was shit faced the night before, man. And I threw up all over myself. I came home with vomit covered clothes. And my, my mom, my mom never said anything to me about it, man. She should she really? should have she should have busted me, man. But she was just like, "Oh my god, what happened to you?" I said, "I ate some bad hot dogs." And then I went and, <laughs> and then I went and puked for like a day and a half. You know. The reason the reason they probably don't say anything is because they've gone through it as well, yeah. you know. And that's yeah. it, dude. Yeah. That's really I remember it. That's yeah. your rite of passage. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it it's crazy because I'm going through it right now, man. My my 
you know, my boys, yeah. they're older, they're 17 and 18, you know, and they're, oh, they're stretching so, their legs yeah. a little bit, you know, and yeah. Yeah. testing the waters. And, uh, it's, it's so weird, dude, because I was always like, I'm, I'm not going to be that hard on them. Uh, you know, right, I say right. that to myself, but it's like, if yeah. you don't take a stance, right. you know, like, I'm a very open-minded person, man, you know, right, but right. when it comes to raising kids, the tactic has to be a little bit different, you know, because they don't, yeah. they, they, they don't understand anything but the boundary, you know? Exactly. It's like, how long do you make that leash? Right. You, know, you right. don't want to yes. make it too tight because then you're just, yeah. oh, my dad was such a controlling freak. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to just like, okay, just run off. Exactly. Do what you, wanna, you want, you know? what I want is yeah. my kids to come back someday and say, at least my dad gave a shit. You know, exactly. Yeah. He, he might yeah. have not been perfect, but at least he right. fucking cared. You know, there, there's no way in hell that we're going to be perfect. But, you know, just just, you know, showing them that, yeah, you do care and right. that you have an interest in. Yeah. The way that they grew up and their education and raising them. Right. Yeah, they'll appreciate that so parents. what's what's yeah. what's it like to raise a kid in Japan? OK, so <clears throat> if I my, may, my daughter, if, if I may, sir. Okay. Uh, I'm. I've only got one kid that I know of, so uh, I can teach you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, so my my daughter, of course, she's half Japanese, okay. half white. Okay. So um, in Japan, they call them hafu. Okay. Hafu, okay. Half. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I think right now she's not into. Uh, she goes to an English kindergarten. Okay. Um, so they have foreigners who teach English there and what have you. But um, <coughs> so she hasn't gotten into like the whole Japanese education system. Since I am the American in the family, my wife's Japanese. I right. kind of have to raise my daughter, <clears throat> you know, through and show her the ropes with like American culture and American, right. uh, you know, society sure. and, and history and what have you. So I was telling Adam, well, we were on lockdown. We weren't on lockdown. We were on voluntary lockdown here. Our governments, each city government had the option of uh, of enforcing their own lockdown rules here. Uh-huh. And our city said, hey, you know, it's voluntary. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And so one month I took off work, and every single day we had, like, movie night. So I was showing my daughter. She's five years old. I was showing her, like, Star Wars, nice. Batman, oh, Spider-Man, yeah, Goonies. Yeah. Uh, dude, she's, like, completely into it 100%. So, like, now we've got, like, matching Batman t-shirts. Wow. She's always asking That's me to great. put, like, Star Wars music on and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, it's been great. really fun, yeah, introducing that kind of, uh, sure. you know, the, the entertainment culture to her. Right. And, uh, just really watch her, like, really get into it. So, uh, yeah. So, it's, it, like, what we were talking earlier, like, uh, Adam, while you were uh, out, that um, once she gets into elementary school, it's going to be a different kind of environment. When, when that when that comes around, I think I'm really going to experience what it's like to raise a child in Japan. Yeah. Uh, right yeah. now, we're still in you know like the kindergarten thing. It's, yeah. 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 That's so, great, though, man. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. That is a it's a unique experience. Not not that many yeah, people, you know, unless you've tra- traveled abroad, you know, um, you know, traveling is yeah. one thing, but living there is a different thing, you know. Especially yeah. raising a child, having a family, you know, you gotta you gotta kind of yeah. play the rules, you know. And oh, uh, man, you're, yeah, and, yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the, the link between these two worlds, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. Trying to keep. It's funny, like sometimes she'll wake up in the morning, <clears throat> and uh, 
she she'll she'll be packing her her like little bag, and we're like, well, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm gonna go to America today." I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome, man. All right, that's so cute. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Did she? How? What? <clears throat> how far does she think? How far away does she think America is? I mean, does she? Oh, have, obviously, a car ride across the okay. street, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's five, right? So you know, yeah. that is. But uh, uh, it's it's crazy. Like she's only five, but already she's traveled to the states three times. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Two years ago, she went to Thailand. Um, I took a I took a couple of Japanese guys to go watch the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, uh, I took to Seattle, and while I was taking them to Seattle, my wife and her younger sister and my daughter they went to Thailand together. Oh, so she's already five, but she's been like freaking all over the world. Wow, wow. I, I didn't even hop into the airplane until I was like nineteen years old. That's amazing. Wow. And I was, oh, speaking of which, man, this is like a crazy little story. Um, you remember uh, Professor Elbeck, of course. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Elbeck. Yeah. Okay, so I was nineteen. I was the first time I was in a plane. Uh, first time going like traveling anywhere, and um, I I took a bus up to Chicago because that's where my brother was at, and um, yeah I hadn't taken any printmaking courses. I was still in my second year of college, so I was still in like what was it called the uh, foundations foundations, and um, I have to fly to Osaka from Chicago like Chicago like O'Hare International, which is a huge airport. It's fucking insane. Yeah. They got like trams Massive. and everything going all over the place. Yep. And I, I get to the airport there. I'm like, I have no idea. I've got my ticket in my hand. I'm like, have no fucking idea what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and all these trains are going past me. I'm just like, okay, just hop into one and see what happens. So I hop in it and I'm just kind of like looking around. I'm just going to go to the back, hold on to those bars and just look down at my feet. And hopefully I get to where I got to go. <laughs> and I look up, I look up right in front of me. And there's this guy standing there, and he's got like he's he's kind of balding up here, and he's got like a uh, you know earring. And I look at him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, are you a professor at East Carolina University? He's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> are, are you Mr. Elbeck? He's like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm James Harris. I study at ECU. He's like, oh, I know your name. I'm wow. like, you know what? I, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm off to Japan. Um, I'm gonna go study there for a year. Uh, when I come back, I want to take one of your printmaking courses. He's like, yeah, we'll be waiting for you. And sure enough, come back, and the first wow. thing I'm doing is Mr. Elbeck's like, printmaking course. That's Dude, those wild. Those printmaking courses changed my whole experience at, at university. Well, but, uh, well yeah. Wow. Well, James, part was part of the fact, part of the changing your whole experience at the university, because was part of it that you actually lived in the printmaking room? Yes. And very, yeah, that's amazing. That, that's and amazing. And everybody at home, when I say that he lived there, I mean that literally. almost quite literally yeah, because right. James had a he had a cot that he had, a fold-out cot, uh, army-style cot, yeah, not yeah. a comfortable cot. He, uh, had, he had it stashed in his, little, in, in his little area there in our lithography studio <laughs> that he would spend the night and uh, work all night on his prints uh, and stuff. Funny. And by the way, I have... Um, I still have this. I still have a print that was a mistake, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That James made that he was just going to cast off and throw away. Dude. And it was, um, and it's 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 like you know definitely influenced from what your time in Japan because it's like very stylistic like that. And I think it's a, it's a Japanese uh, some character from their 
I don't know, literature, culture, something like that. But it's a, oh, I think it's like yeah. a warrior or something. Yeah, but, uh, I know the print that you're talking about. It, and it just, it like literally, yeah, two colors. One was just slightly misaligned, so it has this little bit off, you know, to, like kind of a ghosty image of her stuff. And it was just so cool that yeah. I kept it. <laughs> I pulled it out of the trash and I kept it, and I still have that with oh man some of my stuff. Wow, that's that's uh, uh, it's uh, that's killer. I, I just thought it was so cool, so yeah, yeah. I kept that man. So. Wow, that's that kind of Japanese perfectionist in me. Like if if it's even a little bit off, like no, 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 throw yeah. it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. burn it. <laughs> have you seen Jiro? G- have you seen G- Jiro uh, Dreams of Sushi? Have you seen that documentary? That movie. No, I haven't. It's on. It's on my. It's on my list. Oh, uh, I heard, it's got great, great reviews. It's yeah. so good. It's and Jiro, he's the the sushi sh- <laughs> sushi chef in. Uh, right. I, you know, I don't know if he's in Tokyo or not, but he's like you know one of the big you know world renowned guys. Yeah, yeah. big yeah. dog. Yeah. It's like right. when you go have dinner. There's it's like eight people booked for the night. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. super one on one and. Uh, Right, it is right. so fascinating, man, because like his guys that work for him, it takes you like ten years to perfect how uh-huh. to cook the egg. You know, you know the yeah. It's yeah. like everything has to be perfect, <clears throat> and and that's one thing I love. I love about the Japanese mindset is that they yes. they don't yeah. settle for average mediocrity. No, mediocrity yeah. does no, not work no. here. No. We we are always always pushing. To, to be the absolute best. I always said this. When I went over there, what surprised me so much is that the street cleaner guy took his job very seriously. And those streets in Tokyo were impeccable. Dude, man, that exists all over society here, man. Right. It, you know what? It's kind of funny. Like uh, To compare it to something uh, Star Wars-ish, it's like Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try, man. You right. do it. Right. Or you don't do it. Right. There's no like in between. Right. And people they take their jobs like seriously down to the trash cleaners. They take the job very extremely seriously here because it's a privilege to have that work. Yes. And it's a privilege to do your job. Yes. And you, n- n- nobody does it half-assed. Like, right. 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 Go into well, like can, a. Go go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say you could take this. Uh, by extension, and you can even take it into like their youth culture and their subculture, where um, the the pe- all the kids who like meet in the park and they get all like into their their you mm-hmm. know like the 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 like they're the the, the lolitas or right. like the 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 they got the greaser style right yeah and yeah they got yeah. like the um, what was that there was this one style that was like the hag that was like a mountain hag it's like the weird twisted version right. of right lolita and all this like right. you know how they you know not right. just you subculture know, subcultures right. and, yep. and all this stuff but they have these they all have a style and a dress mm-hmm. right that they how they present themselves and they go down on i think it's like on sundays or something to this yeah. one area in yeah. this one park in in Tokyo, and they just hang out and they play their yep. music and they do their thing. Yep. And you've yep. got to go if you haven't if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Google Japanese greasers, and you'll see yeah. guys with pompadours <laughs> right. that are three fucking feet tall. Yeah, they look They're great. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, they look great, and they look awesome. And yep. it's just like I want to know those guys. Yeah, man, they have like a hair. They have a competition for those. Uh, what's the hairstyle called again? The pompadour. So like the pompadour. Yeah, yeah, they have a competition for that. I. Th- think 
uh, if I'm not correct, like if, I, if, I would, I'm, like, if I'm correct, the Japanese guys tear up that competition that's awesome. all the time because they're just yeah. insanely yeah. perfectionist about that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I remember I remember a club in Tokyo where you dressed as a Nazi general or an officer <laughs> to get into the club, dude, and I saw them I saw the I saw the club uh, and I was like, I can't believe this is a thing. How is this how is this a thing, man? You know? But then there was there's the Led Zeppelin store that's like right around yeah. the corner that's nothing but Led Zeppelin stuff, you know, yep. and you're like, yep. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. insane. I love, see, one of my favorite things, sorry, Jay, one of my favorite things uh, about Japan is their, um, I mean, there's otaku, which is like, that's the nerdy, that's what they, it's basically a kind of the equivalent of like our American nerds, but like it's to the next level. Right. And everybody's dedicated to their thing, like to the next level. Right. And there's all these different things that they get into. And it is like, you know, you get into that super specialized niche entertainment form. Right. And it's all over and it's everything. There's a niche for everything in Japan, like, like the Nazi club. Like, like (laughs) you can go into like vintage stores and dress like you're from the fifties or sixties. And, and and like, like the, the band Pizzicato five, and you can do all these things. And, but it's also super, you know, it's also the future basically, you know, it's all these things. And it's just awesome. There was a back, uh, I want to say it was like in the nineties, there was a British, uh, TV series hosted by Jonathan Ross called Japanorama. And you can probably find it on YouTube or somewhere yeah. on the internet, but it's for the BBC, and it was all about how all these weird, cool, crazy things that Japan had in their culture that made it that were just this foreign modern Japan, but are yeah. all these and but also explored like the roots of it and stuff. Yeah. So like you know you'd have this whole episode on like. Uh, Kaiju and Ultraman and <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff which I love and have loved oh, yeah. ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, Godzilla was my first real love. Um, but like, you know, but then they would talk about all the youth culture and all of that and like and then to get into, you know, I mean, there's weird all the, the weird Japanese, you know, kinks and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, where you can buy, which is uh, a whole other topic, dude. <laughs> exactly. Oh fuck. We'll move into that next. I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Like you can, uh, where you can buy use soiled used soiled panties. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. In a, uh, in a yeah. vending machine. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's awesome. You can so literally weird. buy everything I mean, at a vending machine. Yep. A vending awesome. Machine, man. That's a specific right. thing that I'm talking about being right. awesome. But <laughs> having the ability to do that is well, awesome. It's but options. Just all yeah. of it. Right. All of it yeah. is just really cool. Yeah. When my when my family visits, my brother, uh, one of my younger brothers, especially, dude, he he brings. I would say about seventy percent of the money that he spends here is on vending machines. Yeah, because it's like, what the fuck? How, how yeah. is this in a vending machine? Right. Like, I don't know. I I actually subscribe to yeah. a dude on YouTube that does nothing but go to vending machines in Japan and also weird restaurants and shit like that. Yeah. But that's all he does. It's like, then he gets the squid, the little what are the the little squid? Um, golly, man, they're they're like a, um, I. I how would you describe it? They're these little, like cooked um, 
squid balls. They're squid balls, uh-huh. octopus balls, right, or something like that. Oh, you're talking about takoyaki. Takoyaki. Uh, yeah. yeah, right out of the takoyaki. vending machine. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it looks delicious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, if it is, thing, but it looks good. Looks really good. I don't know about the vending machine ones, but uh, <laughs> it's worth a try, <laughs> man. Toss, Tell yeah. your buddy, dude. It's worth yeah. a try. Yeah. Worth a try. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why not? Why not, man? <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, and we were talking before, you know, and Japan is just such a interesting uh, culture and and country, man. I mean, it's it's one of those places that you go, unlike Europe, where you're a true foreigner. You're 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 right. you know you're you are the one that is you know is uh, trying to figure things out. You know, yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, what I also thought was interesting too is their manner. You know, some of the manners and things. Like my translator told me, she said, "If you were from my mo- if we were in my mother's generation, drinking a soda or eating food in front of people in public is considered like very disrespectful." You know, I was like, "Whoa!" She's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah." Like yeah. Th- those kind of courtesy things. You know, it's like, huh, wow. No. Yeah, I think uh, you still see a lot of that stuff down uh, outside of the bigger cities. Like right. we're, I live in the rural area out here, so uh, you see a lot of those customs. They're still prevalent over here. Sure. Uh, the bigger cities, I think they've you know they've incorporated a lot of international um, you know kind of quirks here and there. Right. But um, no, right. when you get out to the uh, the, the boondocks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> boondocks. <laughs> Sorry, that reminds me of a story. Uh, <laughs> Great. I, Great. I, uh, do you guys know the Boondock Saints? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, hey, dude. side note real I've quick. Got... Real quick. Go for it. Did you ever see the document? I'm sorry about the documentary guy. Have you ever seen the documentary, but the one about the dude that made the Boondock t- Saints? Did you ever see the... No, I haven't seen Oh, that. my God. I it's, it's good. I it's hard. It's, is it Howie Harvey Weinstein? The guy that... The piece of shit dirtbag that we've, we've, we've put in the prison. I have heard of that guy. What are you talking yeah, yeah. about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the movie... Epstein, right? The movie is all about him just trashing the guy that is the producer anyway it's fantastic and uh proceed i'm sorry i just had to say side note listen or watch that movie okay i've got my uh six degrees of kevin bacon okay the uh boondocks actually it's less than six degrees it's one degree okay (laughs) (laughs) but um all right so uh i'm not going to throw out any names here because i don't want to you know get anybody into trouble what have you but um I was uh, down in one of the islands going towards Okinawa. Uh, it's called uh, Tokonishima. It's a really, really amazing place. But this was back when I was um, working for a government office, geez, about 12 years ago, 15 mm-hmm. years ago. And uh, we all had this big party down on an island. And, um, yeah, so before we go to the island, there's this uh, – we have to get on a ferry. And I, I'm like the liaison for a lot of the new people coming out there. And I get this mail, and uh, it's from a new worker, uh, one of the new ladies. And she's like, she needs an interpreter. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll help you out. You know, one of the new foreigners here. And uh, so she takes me, uh, she needs to get this bike, this bike from this one used shop. And I go there, and I think it's, it's just going to be a really easy interpre- interpreting job. Yeah. And dude, man. She was total, total bitch to the guy, the owner there, like being really, really, totally rude. And I'm doing my best to try to be like really polite Japanese. Right, like, right. I'm not going to translate this. Oh, Holy no. shit. Yeah. So it was really, really awkward. And she had like set up the whole, like, you know, the whole inter- like the whole interaction. Like she was going to buy this bike from the guy and ends up 
like doing like just grilling him for all this information, haggling and haggling and doing all this stuff. And in the end, she doesn't get the bike. I'm oh. like, what the hell was the point oh, of this? Oh my so, lord! She's on the trip to go down to the island, right, for this mm-hmm. party. So mm-hmm. uh, we all hop on the ferry together and. Yeah, we get to the island, and needless to say, a lot of partying, man. We get this big, huge villa. We got this nice, big old pullout back, and everybody's drinking. Everybody's like just yeah. partying. We got a bunch of the Japanese locals there. I would say there's about 40 people out there at this party on this really, really small island. Um, and that night, we had this pool party, and everybody's, you know, wasted, what have you. And I'm in the pool, just swimming by myself for some reason. I don't know why. And this this lady she's trying to hook up with this one of the japanese guys and he's not having it he's like <laughs> yeah yeah she's trying to pull him into the pool and trying to pull him into the pool but he's like no nah, i'm not having it. i'm not having it and I, and I go for a little dive in the pool and boom i'm like i hit something really fucking hard and i'm thinking what i'm in the middle of the pool what's going on here and i and i and i come up you know it's like that uh, that that thing from a i i come up Look at the surface of the water. I'm in the middle of the pool. I'm like, what did I hit? Yeah. And it's like from a. Have you guys seen Apocalypse Now? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. You know when uh when uh what's his face uh he's coming up from out of the yeah. water. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Aren't she? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like that scene. Yeah. Dude. There's this person who's coming up from the water, and it's her. I'm like, what the hell happened? She had been trying to pull the the guy into the water, and she just jumped right into the water by herself and we had hit heads underwater and she comes up and i look at her i'm like are you okay she's like yeah i'm like oh man my head hurts and as soon as i say that i look at her face and it's like carrie just blood just starts pouring down her face oh shit and she's like uh, we had to call like the ambulance get her taken to the hospital she gets stitches or what have you so She's one of the actresses on Boondock Saints. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my yeah, God, yeah. dude. She's that's one of the actresses on there. And she wow. had like, taken a hiatus in her acting career to come over to Japan. Wow. So, wow. Crazy uh, Boondock Saints. That's cool, man. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what's without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors so you banged a uh you literally banged a uh a famous hollywood <laughs> actor. so true man <laughs> how many can say that not many people uh, can hey. say that dude oh man <laughs>
that's hilarious. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah, man. That that is that that movie was a great movie. Boondot Saints. Yeah. It's crazy because when I watched it first, this was you know back in the days. It was like it it hit hit, like even though it had just been released, it was already reaching that like cult cult classic kind of uh, you know level and. Yeah. They've made it like a was a sequel or two, but I think that that documentary that got a lot of uh, good hype to it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I have to check that out, dude. It is wild. Yeah. It's I mean I yeah. can't even explain it to you how wild it is. But looking back on it now, I want to watch it again yeah. because knowing who Harvey Weinstein is, and he's yeah. the, he's the yeah. voice of the other on the other line, the whole freaking movie yeah. man, and he is a dirtbag, dude, a fucking <laughs> dirt. Not like he wasn't. Not like we yep. didn't know, but like. For sure, uh, yeah. like psychopath, just a psychopath of a human yeah. being, dude. You know, I think that there's probably a a, a good handful of those kind of people in yeah. Hollywood and stuff. Yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, I just I just met somebody who was on the very like a very small minuscule yeah. figure in that world, and still, yeah, the, the attitude and everything, man. I was like, yeah, yeah. right, right, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick to my stuff here. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Stick in my neighborhood. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Oh man. Wow. That's, 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 but, uh, that's great. Yeah. There's a, there's, um, yeah, that's one of those crazy stories. But, uh, I, I don't know. Like, uh, you, you said you had been over here in Japan a couple of times, right? Yeah. Uh huh. For, uh, working yeah. with the bands and stuff. Uh huh. Yep. There's, yeah, there's like another thing about, uh, living over here, you know, having your small stints here, you get the tip of the iceberg. But when you've been here for right. a while, you get a bunch of. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah, you see a lot of the crazy customs and stuff and what have you. But um, right. One of the weirdest experiences I've had with Japanese customs over here, and I don't know if you guys will ever have the opportunity to do this or not, is a funeral mm. when somebody passes away. Man, like, yeah. um, the funeral itself is, you know, it's it's really crazy. They they can. They combine like uh, like sh- Shinto. Like the funeral is yeah. The funeral is Buddhist. The yeah. funeral is basically okay. Buddhist, right? Yeah. So there's this big, huge room where like where they have the wake, mm-hmm. and there's like all these flowers. It's really like decked out. It's really it's a bunch of gold and flashy right. lanterns and stuff. Right. And um, during that time, there's like a lot of crying, a lot of you know sadness and what have you, and then. After that's over, they they take him to the crema. What is it called? The crematory. Yeah, crematorium. Yeah. something. Yeah. Crematorium. Sorry, crematorium. the crematorium. Uh, yeah, and then they only when they take him to the crematorium, they have the person who's like the oldest child or the person who's next in line. They get to push the button for mm. them to you know, you know right. go through that process, and then afterwards. You know, in the states or whatever, I guess that's where it would stop. That's where it end. Right. But in Japan, that's the first step. There's a next step that comes afterwards. I don't know if you guys have heard about this before, but you have to go into a room. This is like immediate family members. Okay. And when my wife's grandma passed away, they asked me if I wanted to to do this because, you know, I'd never had this experience before, and all of them had. You go into a room and. They have the body there mm. after it has been after it's been cremated. It's there, and all there are, are bones. Oh wow! And ashes. Wow. wow. And there's a big urn that they put the ashes and everything in afterwards. And there's a guy who, who's who's uh, who works at the crematorium, 
and he's explaining to everybody which bone is which. And wow. there's like, you know, have our, have our Adam's apple here. Right. Mm-hmm. After you get cremated, there's Adam's apple. It looks like there's an image of Buddha in it. Oh, wow. And so that's Whoa. why this is a very important part. Wow. Like, uh, I didn't know that. Of a very important form. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know about it at all. So I'm freaked out. I'm sitting here like her grandma's bones are right in front of us. And the next step is that there's a thing of chopsticks. And you pick up the, – the guy picks up the bone. He hands it to one person, and you have to pick it up with chopsticks. And you pass that along, and you put it into the urn at the end. So oh. we're basically passing around bones, the grandmas, the deceased wow. bones, and putting it into the urn. Wow. And the thing is, like, I thought – I'd heard about this before, and I thought it was going to be, like, this really dark – because, you know, Japanese customs. Right. Really, like, you know, polite and what have you. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, this dark, low-lit room. Everybody's quiet, and it's a very, you know, uh, respectful kind of ceremony. Like Man, this room was affair. bright – was really bright and everybody it was i kind of like it now hindsight 2020 i really liked how it was a really jovial mood okay. in there everybody okay. was kind of laughing okay. talking about things wow. and it kind of like it was complete you know completely opposite of what the the, the right. whole atmosphere was like at the actual wake itself the funeral itself wow. but um yeah everybody was just kind of laughing it was really bright and very hot in the room because right <laughs> the body's been cremated wow but that was that was a uh, so the the chopsticks, the bone yeah. you passed to me. Wow. And I have to – I'm like just nervous. Like don't drop the bone. Don't drop yeah, the bone. <laughs> yeah, of course. Don't be that, that guy. Just, <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy. Yeah. yeah the big white lover idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know how to chopsticks. Man. the bone on the ground. Wow. But that was just surreal. surreal that yeah, is – that's one of those things that like – I never even heard that before. Yeah, you know that that no, a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah. But that's why if you come to if you're if you're here and yeah. you have chopsticks and you're eating something and you go to give it to somebody else and they try to get it with their chopsticks, it's a big no no. Like it, no. Okay. Because you only do that chopstick to chopstick passing of bones and that uh, only occurs. That's a bad that. right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It was just little things like that that you don't know about right. until you've actually been right. immersed in it. Yeah, but there's so many, like, that's the thing. One Another thing that's fascinating about Japan is yeah. that ever, so many of these little actions have so many meanings. Yes. And yes. everything right. has meaning. You right. know, yep. it's like all these things, you know, like folding a napkin a certain way. Yeah. Or how you pre- prepare tea or right. how you cut flowers and arrange all this stuff yeah, as right. specific meanings that Which sock you put on first right, <laughs> right. well there you go right. yeah it's like <laughs> right. and whereas like man me it's like whichever one i pick up first you know right. but you know right. it's like whatever right. it's usually i, I, I don't I think, think about it to many people over here, I must just look like a gigantic bull going through an antique store, just knocking right. things over. Right. Like, oh, he's completely <laughs> not But people here are really, really understanding about that kind of stuff, man. Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't get any kind of, you know, you know. Well, they're any kind of. I'm sure they would be. They're polite, and it would be impolite for them to even kind of, you know, as long as you're not being completely disrespectful, yeah, destructive. Big ass. You're right. trying to be in part, you know, be part of it. You're not yeah. being your typical American tourist. Let's right. face right. it. Right. 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 Just being an ass and just demanding everybody bend to your whims and right. speak English and speak at them loudly exactly. until they do. You know, oh, dude, I, I saw that kind of stuff in Italy, man. Uh, when when I was uh, on the art program, we mm-hmm. did the whole thing in Feltre, Italy. Did you do that? 
by the way. I did. Adam? I did a different program, but I did go to Italy. I went to Pistoia. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Uh, so, but yeah. yeah. I remember being over there. There was a bunch of American tourists, and I just like was just kind of eavesdropping in on their conversations. Why are all the signs here in Italian? Like, <laughs> I want to say that's an obvious answer, but <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Did you did you did you uh, have what, what time of year did you go over there? Did you go during the summer? To me for Italy? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to. Yeah, I went in summer um, in um, two thousand summer two thousand one actually. Oh, uh, shit. Where, I was there yeah. in two thousand two maybe. Oh, I was I was the year there. After, no, I was there two thousand one. No yeah. way. Wow. That was the same year then. Wow. I know. I, 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 go ahead. I, go ahead. <laughs> I, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was. I went with the art ed. I went with an art ed group there. Okay. So I wasn't part of like the painting group or any of the other stuff. I went with right. this. My, my honestly, my mom found it, and yeah. she she called me and she's like, "Go fill out this paperwork, you know, and I'll pay for it." I'm like, "Okay." So you know <laughs> what I did, and they let me in because I was, you know, I mean, I was in, I I was in art major, and they're like, you, you know, they actually they only had one other male. That yeah. was part of our group. He was a forty-five-year-old Muslim man. Oh, so, like, and it was then me and like you know sixteen uh, young women, you know, and oh. then right there. Oh yeah, it sounded terrible, but dude, yeah, oh my perfect. God. <laughs> I, but this was like it was it was it was culture shock for me because like I while I had had friends who plenty of friends who were women, yeah. I had never been part of a where it was just an all women group or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like this is when I discovered that um, when women decide ha- have conversations and have decide what they want to do, they all talk at the same time and they all <laughs> understand each other and what's going on. They kind of yeah. come to a conclusion and then but I and then they'd go. And then whereas I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on? I don't understand. I need one voice at a time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I can follow along. Right. You know, but right. yeah, oh, so okay. I was a bit, that was that, the, some of the biggest culture shock was yeah. there dealing with my own people. Right. right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't throw complete shade at the American tourists in Italy though, because I was, uh, there was an American tourist who saved me in mm-hmm. Italy. Um, I went, I went by myself before the whole group got there. There was oh, like wow. 13 of us, and I went by myself for a week ahead of time. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to try to experience by myself, uh, even though I don't know any Italian. Yeah. I picked up a, a book with some simple phrases. Uh, I got off at Milan, and I headed over to Verona. Verona. Verona? And I, I see the old Coliseum there. Yeah. Okay. Verona, Verona. yeah, where Romeo and Juliet and all that happened. Gotcha. And there's a Coliseum there, one of the old Coliseums. And I'm walking around looking at that, like having an amazing time. And it was hot as hell. And I was so thirsty. And all I wanted was a water. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this is, I've grown up in America and I, I've just had the same water all my whole life. So I go up to like one of the little ice cream shops, right? Yeah. Gelateria. Yeah. And I go, uh, vorrei un acqua per favore. Can I have a water, please? That's like the only thing I remember. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they hand me over water. And I'm like dying of thirst. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so thirsty. And I take a big gulp, and I'm just spit it out. Like, what the hell is this? It tastes like salt water. Right. 
I, what, what, what are you trying to kill me or something? And I'm like, I look at this bottle. I'm like, I can't drink this stuff. I don't know what this is. So I, I throw that away and I go to another place. I say the same thing. Can I have a water? And yep. they hand me it. And same thing bubbly, happens bubbly again. Bubbly water. Yep. Bubbly water. And yep. I had never had that before. Ever. Yep. Gas, and to no me, it, it tasted like salt water the yes. first time I had it. Now I'm addicted to this yeah. stuff. I drink it all the time. But at that time, I was like, 100%. I'm dying of thirst. Yep. I am going to die. Yep. And, I'm, and I'm sitting over there next to Romeo and Juliet's tomb thinking, I'm going to die in Italy, <laughs> right? Next to Romeo and Juliet died. And this American tourist just cops, calmly walks right up to me. And he just sees me like, and I go, he goes, do you need some water? I'm like... Yes. It's like, not the bubbly kind, right? Just the regular water. I'm like, oh, yes. He's like, here you are. And I thank you so much. And I just, he's like, you have to say aqua minerale, like mineral water. And then right. you'll get the real stuff. Oh, man. And, and then, yes, yeah, so I, I down that. And then, now that I'm revived, I've got my points up and what have you. I, I walk over and I see this really, really beautiful view. Uh, this this like there's like a little island I don't know what it is and there's like this whole you know, city built up on it mm-hmm. and I'm like wow this is amazing and then all of a sudden I hear these loud shouting these voices and I look over to my left and there's just huge huge like crowd of riot police oh, I'm like shit. what the hell <laughs> and I look over to my right. And there's a huge crowd of protesters coming over, and I'm thinking, "Oh no, oh. I'm in the middle of a clash." Yeah. yeah. And these protesters start, and I'm, I'm like, like the deer stuck in the headlights. I couldn't move. I had to see what was going on. And the the policemen, the the riot police are coming closer. The protesters are coming closer, and I'm thinking, "Oh no, I'm about ready to hit. Like this, this shit's about ready to go down." And then I notice, wait a second, those protesters, they don't seem that angry about what's going on and the riot police they seem very calm and i, I look over and i notice ah it's like the l uh lgbt oh yeah uh right. yeah it's LGBT yeah yeah protest right and then <laughs> there's the cameraman like for the tv crew and then there's a guy who runs up to me and he throws the rainbow sticker on my chest <laughs> and he's like you know welcome like Oh no no no! I'm not gay. Cruise <laughs> up on me. You are today. Oh, I'm not gay. I'm you not are gay. today. I'm American. I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> what's going on here? Oh, that's great. That's hilarious. You're yeah. a target now. You're one of us. That's I perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. I tell you what, man. Uh, one of the best meals I've ever had, it was in Japan. Yeah. And it was, the it was we went to some ramen shop in, I can't remember where uh, it was, man. But uh, I was, I just got done being sick for like 12, 14 days. I, sh- I literally shit 
everything I could possibly shit out of my body. Anything that went in went out for t- for ten or twelve days. So, but man, having that like, because real Japanese ramen for people yeah. that don't know yeah, well, is a religion, guys. I mean, it yes. is. Uh, yeah. It, yep. it, in Japan, it's treated very seriously. You know, if you have a ramen it, shop, usually you're trying to make the best ramen you can possibly make. But I think we stumbled upon one of the best because it was, oh, my God, it tastes so good, man. And I could finally keep it, stuff down, you know. Yeah, they, they've got, like, their, their soy soy uh, soy sauce-based ramen. Yeah. You've got your, like, uh, yeah. pork-based. Pork yeah, I'm going to have to say it all in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pork-based. yeah. Uh, what is it? The, yeah, dude, there, it's a religion over yes, here. Yes, oh, it's so good. And if if you never had real ramen, go get some. I mean, it. it's with some gyoza. Gotta have some gyoza. gyoza yes, uh, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh dude. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, a great hangover remedy, by the way. hundred oh, percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. Speaking of shitting your pants, yeah, oh, sorry, dude. Sorry, no, no, please. We love shit stories, man. Speaking of shitting your pants, dude, uh, you ever been to India? No, no. I for that twice. reason, for that reason, I think yes. where you're going with dude. this is the reason why. Oh man, <laughs> India is that is a tie like that. That is completely different world. Like right. you, if you've never been there, it's like going. 3,000 years into the past. Right, right. And we, I went there on some volunteer work mm. uh, down in the south, uh, Chennai. Okay. And there was a group, I think there was like 12, 13 of us. Uh, we went there to go do some volunteer work to help a village. A bunch of houses had burned down. So we went there yep, uh, yep. To, to help rebuild. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I just wanted to go to India. And like it was nice to be able to help out people at the same time. But um, yeah, the the it's funny in Japanese, diarrhea mm. is called getty. Mm. getty. Getty. Yeah, and all of us we were traveling from Japan. Yeah. So we decided to call diarrhea Gary. <laughs> it had a name, Gary. We gave it the name Gary. And every day, Gary came to visit one of us. It took its turn. <laughs> <laughs> Gary hit. Like, hey Gary. man. Where's where's John at today? Oh, dude, Gary's visiting him right now, so uh, he's not going to be <laughs> he'll with be, us today. He'll be a minute. Oh man, that's great. And I thought I was like, I, I, I'm mute to this. Every single person in the group was getting hit, and I'm like, dude, I'm all right. I'm cool. Gary's not going to visit me. Right. And uh, it was getting towards the end of our trip, and I was like, I'm immune. India didn't do it to me. And we went uh, on a day excursion to this. Uh, we, we were going to hit two places that day uh an old fort rock fort i believe it was called and there was this temple that had like a gigantic statue like this uh, of a cobra inside of it mm. there's a huge temple there and we go to the to, to the fort feeling fine have a good time there we head off to the temple and on the way there oh, no. i start feeling something oh, you know no. <laughs> start feeling this oh is that Something feels just a little bit strange there. I feel yeah. like a little bit queasy, but yeah. uh, you know, it's yeah. probably just something tricks playing with my mind or what right. have you. Right. And on the way there, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Ugh. And of course, you have India summer heat as well, like right. combining with oh, this feeling like, fuck me, oh man. man, something bad's about ready to happen. Uh, <laughs> we get to the temple, 
and I'm walking around and I tell to everybody like, dude, guys, I think I'm starting to get hit with a little bit of Gary here. They're like, oh, man, oh, we feel for you. I hope it's not what it is. And we, we get to this to, to the room, this gigantic cobra at the end, and it's packed full of people and it's hot as hell. And that's when it hit. I'm like, guys, I got to go. So I run back to the bus. And, uh, and there's, these, there's these guards, the Indian, like the military <laughs> yeah. guards there waiting at the entrance. And I go, is there a bathroom here? And they, they just point me over that way. And, of course, you got to pay a little bit of money to use the bathroom. Right, right. And I'm like, I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> and at that time, we were we were being like the locals. We all had yeah. like our yeah. tunic things on. Right, right. You're trying and to fit I in. I hopped into the bathroom. <laughs> like, I'm going to shit my tunic. I'm going to shit my tunic. I look around. <laughs> Have you guys seen Train Spotting? Oh yeah! Right? Oh, that's the that's you my favorite. Oh, my favorite, my favorite scene, dude. Yeah. The, yeah. the worst toilet in Scotland. Remember yes. that? Yeah. Exactly. I went to the worst <laughs> toilet in India. <laughs> oh, water. No. Oh, there was, was water, uh, and you could see bits of shit and stuff uh, floating around. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have a choice, man. I just lift up my tunic. Yeah. You st- boom, and I just. Is it a? Is, like, is it? A, are you shitting in a hole? or Are you shitting in the toilet? I'm shitting in a hole. Oh. I'm shitting in a hole. It's a hole. I'm doing the squat. I'm just like spraying. Oh it. no! Oh no, oh, dude! What happens? Like, oh, and, oh, what? The and f- and that's where the story begins. Okay. <laughs> that's where it begins. So uh, I basically thought I could shit no more here. I cannot shit any more here. There's everything that's expelled out of my body. There's no way. Uh, and I get out of there and I get on the bus and it's like, ugh, it's like I had run a marathon. I get onto the bus and everybody's yeah. on there waiting for me. They're like, yeah. dude, you all right? Like, man, that's the worst shit I've ever had. That was the worst toilet in the world, but I don't give a shit. Just, I, and I just laid down in the middle of the bus floor, right? I laid down. And the it's like a two hour, two and a half hour drive back to the where we're staying, and I'm like, we're going there, and I'm like, I'm just gonna fall asleep, wake me up when we get home. Nah, 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 nah. The diarrhea gods. Uh, nah, they woke me up like no. every fifteen minutes. Gary right, likes to get, get off the bus, and just shitting. I don't know what I'm shitting anymore. Uh, it, yeah. There's there's like nothing. And yeah. childhood memories. <laughs> I've been that there. Point, I think yeah. So. <laughs> And I'm, we finally, it's it's nighttime now, and we're in the middle of nowhere. Like there's just like huts around us. Like there's there's like just <laughs> g- big, huge, like uh, what should we call it? Uh, tree field, like yeah. mango tree fields, yeah. tree fields, and in the, these little huts where they're like using fires for lights. <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere, and I have to get off the bus again. And I go over to like a gigantic. I don't know if it's like an ant hill or whatever, and I'm just over there. Puking and shitting at the oh, same man. time. Oh. Both ends. <laughs> it's an exodus of stuff from my body. And, oh, and my friend, one of the guys is with me. He comes out. It's like, man, you okay? I was like, dude, I shit my pants. I shit my pants. <laughs> He's like, man, we've all been there, dude. Just, just, I'm like, what do I do with them? And there's like a huge, gigantic field on the left side of the, of the, of the road. And on the right side of the road, there's this hut with all these villagers sticking their head out looking at me <laughs> with their little fire inside. Like I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't keep it in your yard. I know I am. It's horrible. It's like, what do I do? It's my underwear, I like they're, they're filthy. It's like, man, just chuck them in the field over there. It'll be okay. So 
at this point, like I've been shitting and puking for like a, an hour and I take all of my energy and I heave my, sh- my underwear, my soiled underwear, and literally they land halfway in the road. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, let's just go. Let's just go. Uh, yeah. So oh, ended up man. getting on the bus. Don't even remember getting home. Yeah. And then the next day, wake up perfectly fine. Are you Gary serious? Job. Really? Yeah, it, it, every single one of us, it hit us. Wow. It's like, a, it's like it hits you for like four one, or five hours. Right. Wake up the next day, you're completely fine. Where Damn. to go again? Man, you got yeah. lucky. You got lucky. Man. <sighs> Is there no worse feeling it, than feeling like shit and knowing you've got to fucking travel somewhere? Doesn't that suck? Man, it's the worst. That sucks because especially if you're on your own, that's uh, luckily right. I wasn't on my own, but... um. You have like this whole group of uh, the support group around you. Right. That's that's right. the first India story. So, uh, <laughs> dude, the, the place that we volunteered at it, it um that was the year before the big tsunami. You guys remember yep. the big tsunami yep. hit like Indian stuff. Right. Okay. So the place where we volunteered at um it got hit by the tsunami that Christmas mm. the the next year that year. We went there, helped out, got hit by the tsunami, and uh, so we went back again the next year. We weren't planning on going back at all uh, to help out with the orphanage, just not to do any kind of rebuilding or anything, but just to help out, you know, play with the kids or what have you. Um, so, yeah, we went to the area that got hit by the tsunami, and um, after we did that little, uh, you know, after we helped out with those uh, the guys there, uh, we decided to do a little three-day trip at the end of, uh, of our uh, volunteer work there. And so we um, we go up into these mountains. It's crazy. Like at the you start at the bottom. It's hot summer, and by the time you get to the mountain, at the top of the mountain, you have to have your winter clothes because it's cold as anything. Wow. wow. And uh, so there was only three of us by the end of the. We there was only three of us who went on this trip the second time around. Um, and we went and stayed at a hotel. They had no hot water, so we we're taking cold showers mm. in the middle of winter. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, we, we stayed there for a couple, I think it was a day or two. And then we took a bus uh, to our, the train station. And as we're going down, I start feeling bad again. Oh. I'm thinking, oh no, I'm getting hit by Gary, yeah. part two. But it was a different feeling this time. It was kind of a feeling of nausea, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Um, so we get down to the bottom, we get to the train station, and I'm like, oh, guys, I'm not feeling good. I'm just going to stay here at the train station while you guys go off and you know do your own thing. And um, uh, finally, uh, yeah, they come back, and we hop on the train. And this time, I feel like I, it's like I have a fever. I feel sick, yeah. like a, a fever kind of sick, mm. like the flu or something. But it, was, it just hit like out of nowhere. And uh, we took like a, a one of the, the the cheap tickets on the train. We went we went to the city and we got one of the nice like seats, yeah. which doesn't cost much at all. But we decided we were going to have like the local experience right, on the way back, right. and we got one of the cheap uh, cheap seats in the back. And by the time we we got there, like uh, on the train, I was like out of it, like dead, and I had to lie down in the back. I had a fever. I was sweating. I. And I went into – I didn't pass out. Mm. I didn't go unconscious, but I was at that that, that space between being unconscious and, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, the next thing I know, there's a huge, huge storm. 
this huge storm, and it doesn't rain a lot in Italy during the, uh, in India that part of the that time of the year. Mm-hmm. But a huge storm, like lightning, the 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 heavens opened up. It just started like pouring down, pissing mm. down, and the train couldn't go. The train couldn't. Uh, it, it had to stop and wait until like the the, the rains uh, calmed down. So during that whole time, my my like I my status is going worse and worse and mm. worse to the yeah, point where. Yeah. I really thought that I was going to die. I had to get like go to hospital, oh, whatever. God. And at this point, I just blank out. And then the next thing, I come to, and they've got medicine for me, and they've got water for me, mm. and they've got a person helping me. And the two other people I'm with, they look at me, and they go, they're just like a shocked face, shocked look on their face. I'm like, well, what's going on? What's happened? They're like, dude, this was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Like, what, what happened? Man, you were out of it. You were gone. But the whole time, you were speaking to them in the local dialect, asking them for stuff and ordering them around and talking to them. And they went out and got medicine and water for you. And you told all of them this in the Tamil language, which what? I don't speak. Whoa, I, I learned a couple little phrases here and there, but nothing much. But they said you were speaking in the local like dialect and had them going out and getting things wow. for you wow Dude, wow i don't know how that happened wow, <laughs> wow. That. that's a crazy story yeah. dude that is a yeah. crazy story and man ended up actually, i told them all of my symptoms ended up getting a certain kind of medicine and it helped me out in the end wow that was yeah another wicked kind of wow experience here's the thing man everybody always says this and i you know especially like westerners that go to india everybody says india is magical like it's a whole magical place and because you always hear these amazing stories out of india and it's you know i mean but magic is alive there you know i mean it's it's still it's very much alive and, and very much, you know, uh, their, their cultures, you know, right. yeah. so much older and richer than ours is, you know, by centuries right. and, you know, thousands right. of years. So that's, that's. Well, they were. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was insane. Yeah. That was uh, one of those. I, I don't know how to explain it. All I could say is something took over. I had wow. the spirit. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, dude. there's something, <laughs> something to be said for that. I always think. If you um, you have a judgment towards things like that, like you know, exposing yourself to you know different ways of life and religious beliefs yeah. and uh, folklore and all that stuff that exists, that you know, it's uh, these people, you know, that that live over there are, are they've explored the mind and the body and taken it places yeah. where you know we're still trying to figure out, you know, they're. Yeah. You know, of course, Buddhism and well, Hinduism and, you know, that Eastern philosophy idea that sprung out yeah. of that area is just it's just rich with history and just mm-hmm. incredible, man. The uh, the place that we stayed at, too, it was it was it was very unique because there's a huge Christianity uh, influence there. Mm, uh, right. The, yeah. Which we call it. They in sure. the south. Right. It's a lot, a lot of Catholic. No, it's not Christian. It's Catholicism. What right. have you. But um, right. Uh, the place that we stayed at, they had like, um, what should we call it? Uh, the guy who worked there, he was, uh, uh, yeah, it was all connected with co- uh, the Catholic Church or what have mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's funny when we got there too. All of the kids 
of the uh, the village that we were helping out of, they they had a nickname for me, and I was like, uh, and I kept uh, they they had this nickname for me. I was like, what does it translate as? They're like, they're calling you Jesus James. Jesus James. I was like, why the hell are they calling me Jesus James? And this began at the beginning of the trip. Hmm. And we were there for like seven, seven or eight days. And at the beginning of the trip, as soon as we got off, uh, you know, uh, uh, got to the place where we were staying, they're like, Jesus James, Jesus James. Like, why are they calling me this? I'm, not, I'm no God or anything, guys. Just a normal old white guy. You right, know? right. And um, yeah, so the whole, the whole trip, they're calling me this the whole time. And I don't know why. And I couldn't really get an explanation. And then the last day that we were there, we had our going away kind of uh, ceremony slash party. Mm-hmm. And there was a little little chapel in the middle of the village that we had helped work at where the, the houses had burnt down. And two crazy things happened. One, we were there in the middle of a horrible, horrible, horrible drought. Mm. Like the earth was cracked. There was cracks all over the earth, right? There, there had been no rain there for months, apparently. Mm. And they had a saying in their uh, in that part of India. I don't know if it's all over India, but that that part uh, especially, they said, if visitors come from afar, they will bring rain with them. Mm. And on the mm. last day they were there, dude, it just the heavens opened and it just started oh. pouring down rain. Wow! And everybody was like, "Thank you so much for giving this to us." I was like, <laughs> "I don't. <laughs> wow. No problem. No problem." Wow. <laughs> Wow. So that was the first thing. So that the 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 when we were having our end, like our farewell ceremony, that it just started pouring down rain while we were there, and then we go into the chapel, where they have like their whole uh, what's it called your effigy of, mm-hmm. of 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 the Virgin Mary, right? And they had their one of Jesus in there, mm-hmm. and I finally figured out why they were calling me Jesus James, the Jesus effigy that they had in there. And at that time, I had long hair. Right. Long red hair with a red mustache and red goatee. And I've got <laughs> red hair, red mustache, red goatee, and it's a white Jesus. That's why they're called Jesus James the whole time. That's oh, funny. Because wow. I look exactly like That's their funny. description. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. That's so good. That's dude. awesome. Jesus yeah. James, oh, man. man. Dude, you could, fucking, you could be a touring act with that name, Jesus James, you know? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> My new YouTube channel. I'm gonna call it Jesus James. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man! Riddle. What a trip, dude. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, that's and that is, you know, India is one of those places. Not very many people go. You know, not. I mean, there's not that many folks that go over there. You know, so that's, you know. There's a huge like uh, yoga yoga training people. They go over there to do the whole yoga right. stint, and uh, uh, yeah, you, you don't meet a lot of people. Like, oh, what do you want to do on vacation? Well, let's go, go over to, to India. India, get some diarrhea. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I do love Indian food, though. I will say oh, that. My oh God. man, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Me too. It was so Especially good. if you're vegetarian, man. They because yeah. so, yeah. you know so yeah. much of it. Them there is the vegetarian based food. But they, um, and, but they buddy, do, and they do uh, it right. They do it right, man. Well, yeah. yeah. Everything. They, cool. believe, bold they believe in spice. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was a vegetarian at the time as well. Uh, I, oh. uh, yeah. I, I did that for about three or four years. And then I came to Miyazaki, and we have a delicacy here called chicken namban. Mm. 
and I got drunk one night and ended up <laughs> getting in the chicken. Uh-oh. Ended up going to bed with a bag of chicken nonbarn. <laughs> falling asleep, drunk, eating this stuff, and waking up the next day like, "Oh, what have I done? What have I done?" That's hilarious. <laughs> got chicken all over my face. What is that? that point is that grilled yeah. chicken? Is it a grilled chicken or what is it, man? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like um, no, it's it's like a, a deep fried chicken, but it's got a very light uh, kind of um, panko type breading got, or something. Uh, yeah, but it's like a very light one. It's done with um, basically like a flour batter. Oh yeah, flour, yeah, yeah, rice flour, like rice and flour. Then, and there's like a, an egg and tartar sauce mm. that they mix up with it. That's yeah. called chicken nonbon, man. Oh, oh, that sounds yeah. good. My my wife's dad, uh, they own a restaurant, and he's a sushi chef as well. Nice man. So if you're ever, if oh, you ever get the chance, be careful to come what down you there, say, man. dude. I'm gonna fucking yeah, come down there and wreck <laughs> shop, dude. Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me oh. and <laughs> yeah, this, but it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. My last little story here, I guess. Um, uh, a lot of people over here believe in kanashibari. Kanashibari, it's basically a ghost mm. that it puts pressure on you, like on your chest. Mm-hmm. And so um, this, uh, most people around here that I know believe in it. They think, oh man, I had one visit me last night. Mm-hmm. I woke up and I felt like this pressure on my chest. So it must have been a ghost visiting me. Um, wow. So my wife, when we, uh, before when I decided to propose to her, I looked out this really nice spot that we have in the city where it overlooks all the city. A lot of people go paragliding from there. And or uh, so I had like, you know, looked up the place, decided the time, blah, blah, blah. And I told her, this is right before we were going to go visit the States. I was like, you know, uh, hon, I'd like to go take some photos of our city from a nice vantage point before we go back to the States. So let's go check it out. She's like, well, where are you go thinking about? And I told her the place. She's like, oh, no, 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 we can't go there. Why not? It's really nice. I've gone there many times. She's like, no, no, no. My friends and I in, in uh, college, one time we were driving down from that spot and halfway through, we all at the same time felt the kanashibari. Mm, wow. So there has to be a right. ghost that is 
inhabited in that place, so I won't go there anymore. Wow. So I was like, oh shit, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be proposing to you right now. Right? So I was like You're looking t- at my cell phone, <laughs> another pretty place. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you just screwed up all my plans, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Ended up having to change the place where I was going to propose to her. That's and, uh, yeah. So that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's wild. Well, I, yeah. Up until like up until you said when it happened, it sounds kind of like um, sleep paralysis when people kind of wake yes. when they yes. wake right. up, you know, exactly. and they can't exactly. move and they feel the yeah. pressure on their chest and stuff like that and some and That's various exactly. you know right. things. But if she was awake and they were driving, then yeah, they yeah. felt that. That's a yeah. whole other thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, people. Some people say that they feel it when they wake up, and other people say they feel it while they're conscious. And and all of them said, all four girls in the car at the same time said, oh, "Do you feel that?" So whoa, wow, 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 wow. That's a great story. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming on, man. No Seriously, problem, guys, yeah, man. man. I, uh, this dude, time just flew by. I know, I know right? <laughs> I looked down at the car like, "What? It's yeah. almost 10? <laughs> I didn't think you had any weird stories to tell, man. Like those are all totally normal. <laughs> well, yeah. well, as I was talking to you guys, I started remembering things here right. and there, and it yeah. just kind of—that's the, yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's the beauty of it. That's why we just, we just, you know, we let it roll, we let it wander because conversations just whenever they wander, oh. meander like that, it's the best yep. because you get to so many different weird places. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. we got to India, we got to, um, you know. All over Italy, yep. you know, yep. we went all over the yeah. place. So yeah, yeah, man, it's it's, it's dirty, dirty soiled panty vending machines. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Great, it's exactly. a great idea. This is going to be an interesting edit. I'm sure. working on the I'm working on the patent right now for the U.S. <laughs> How would that fly? Not very, not very well. <laughs> uh, all right, man. We'll let you go, James. Yeah, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks yeah, again dude. for having me on. And uh, yeah, whatever, you get the chance again. Let's do it. Okay. Absolutely, yep. man. We'll yep. definitely set that up, and we'll yep. do yeah. it. And appreciate you waking up and joining oh, no us problem. man yeah we'll Absolutely. wake up we'll wake up next time and you can be on beer time you know what i'm saying <laughs> there we go. all right all right all right, guys. All right man all right, man. Take all right. Thanks, day, man. bye say barry yeah what's the weirdest job you've ever had yeah That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, Not quite. You know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. James, dude. 
thank you for joining us. Such a man, that was such a great talk. It was good, good talking to James. We just had a fun conversation, as you guys have uh, heard here, and uh, we even had to cut some of it out because it was a long and uh, lengthy one. But man, uh, you know, we'll save some of that, some of that for another time. Um, but James, thank you once again for uh, getting up so early and joining us. Yeah. And, uh, and sharing your stories. Yeah, it was great. Jesus James. Jesus James. Jesus James. Uh, he, Jesus. I, and of course, uh, no secret, Japan is one of my favorite countries I've ever been yeah. to. It, it's just a, it's a great country to, uh, especially for a Westerner to go visit uh, because it is just a different way of looking at life. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you're there, uh, we talked a little bit about before, um, as a Westerner, not many people speak English, uh, which is which is a far cry from if you're traveling, you know, say South America or over in Europe, you're going to find people that speak English. Yeah. Uh, but over there, it's you've really got to uh, figure it out on your own if you don't have a translator. Um, and that was really kind of what I wanted to talk to him about. Uh, you know, what what is it like to live there, especially in the area that he lives in that has the different dialect? You know, right. we, we didn't know that that was really a thing. Uh, yeah. And it's it just cool, man. And uh, wild stories, you know, his his the one about the dream he had about his neighbor, the elderly mm-hmm. woman that passed away is chilling chilling story yeah yeah well and the and the one that gets me though the most is that that when he was in india and he was sick and he was talking to the locals in their local uh, tongue yeah that he didn't know and he wasn't and he wasn't even conscious right you know and yet he was telling them what he needed and that got him back. And, you know, I mean, I would Wild. be right there in disbelief with his friends, man. Wild. Wild. You know, India is another country that is yeah. just, it's a such a mystical mm-hmm. place yeah. that I would love to go visit in the right situation. You know, if, if you've got the funds to go over there and do it, right. in, you know, in a way that, but at the same time, you know, um, by traveling to to countries that um, are not as westernized as here, it's it's tough, man. I mean, not not only because your your gut biome itself is trying to figure out what's going right. on. Obviously, he had that situation happen, um, which is a little bit scary for me because, like, I don't know what I would do with explosive diarrhea uh, <laughs> in a, in a in a country that uh, you know is not really. Um, set up for you know for you to uh find a toilet easily right you know right but yeah hey, man <laughs> you go out a field and you nature takes its course that's you know? right just like, just like <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right but yeah man awesome stuff james we, we appreciate you taking the time and uh we want to get him back on and and, and yeah. share some more stories yeah we definitely will get jesus james back on and uh jesus james the name is i love the name but it reminds me of uh jesus jones Yes, um, which is a great '90s throwback, and uh, also the very first CD that I bought uh, was a was the single CD single for "Right Here, Right Now" wow. by Jesus Jones. Wow, wow! And yeah, I didn't even have a CD player, wow. but I knew I was going to get one. Wow, 
determined to get one. And I saw the CD single, and I bought it at the uh, Coast Springs Mall in Oklahoma City. Yep. Uh, I th- and I believe it was on a church trip with the youth group. Yeah, that there. would make sense, man. Yeah, I think I bought. I think I bought a uh, single, a Metallica single from the. Um, the and Justice for All record on on a trip similar a church trip, which may sound odd to people, but that's what we did. Uh, yeah, we we yeah. had a youth group and we'd go there every. What when was that? We'd go there on the weekends or some shit. Well, yeah, it would definitely be a weekend. Yeah, and it it's also a special trip. We you know we sometimes we go around like Christmas time for yeah. um, like to you know go shopping or whatever because right. I mean. We lived in, you know, once again, if you're not familiar, we lived in a small town. All we had access to was a Walmart, and it wasn't even a super Walmart. It didn't even have groceries in it. It was just a tiny, tiny Walmart that had some, you know, music there in the back, but not much. And and if you weren't, if you didn't listen to the pop country or, you know, pop uh, radio at that time, then there was really nothing um, I think somebody accidentally ordered a Fugazi record that was in there one time, but right. you know, yeah. um, but you know, so we would go to, um, we would go to with our church youth group. It would be like, I don't know if it was once a month or like probably every couple of months, it would be a treat for us to go to the mall. That's right. You know, a couple of hours at the mall and then maybe see a movie together or something, you know, but as a group and, um, well, and you could do your shopping, you know, because we had to do shopping there because, you know, this is back when mall culture was what it was at its peak. That's right. You know, and we're going and hanging out at the mall was like, a big you know, deal. for the kids in Oklahoma City and Edmond who were right there and had yep. access, that's what they would do normally. But we were we were farm kids, man. Yeah. We were, you know, yeah. from the country. That's right. You know, we were we had the straw yeah. out of our mouth and everything. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's it true. was a real like. Right, real special thing, and going and being able to buy music uh, was a real treat, yep. you know. And so you really had to like, kind of like, really know what you wanted because you know, again, this is you know way pre-internet, yeah. So you had to remember what you saw, but yeah, man, um, you know, Jesus James, Jesus Jones, uh, associations. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah. Well. Great stuff, man. Uh, yes. Again, uh, if you guys want to come on the podcast and share some crazy stories or what maybe you think are normal stories, um, yeah. uh, we would love to have you. Yeah, oh, we love. We just love hearing a good story, you know. And uh, like Barry said, your your normal story may be really weird to somebody else. And uh, travel stories are always great because you know experiencing different cultures and then having violent BM. Um, you don't have to have violent BM, but. <laughs> Um, it helps. You can definitely measure by the <laughs> amount of giggles that Barry produced during that right. portion of the show. If you listen, uh, <laughs> that was—he uh, loves us. I love the BMs, man. So cool deal. Well, hey, uh, next week we've got some more travel stories for you guys. Uh, we have got uh, return once again of our uh, friend of the show, uh, Sam. Nearing and uh, you know our our good uh, buddy Sam, who uh, is uh, stranded here in the states during COVID, uh, away from his wife in China, and we're taking advantage of him and talking to him and recording uh, lots of stories uh, as we can. But uh, this time, no Juggalo stories. Um, 
no super uh, tripped out drug stories that I recall, at least. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, we got some actually. This is, this is kind of poignant. This is kind of contemporary stories. We've got some stories of Sam. Um, Sam loves going to riots and just observing. And so he's got some stories about some riots that he saw in Korea, yeah. as well as um, some riots in Egypt when he was in Cairo, and uh, some pretty wild, crazy, yeah. dangerous stuff. And it's it's weird because you know uh, most of us would not be just going. I think I'll go down to the riots today and yeah. observe. You yeah. know. Yeah. So um, yeah. Since but, we've got all this, everything is contentious and going on, and and our current climate here in the states uh here's some right stuff that uh, is not um so much of the boiling point that's going on now i don't know what i'm getting at right. but anyway yep <laughs> yeah it's very timely uh it is time right yeah, i guess in a, right in a different perspective so on that note, make sure you follow us on all our social medias. Check out our Patreon if you want to support the show uh, financially. A little bit, every little bit helps. Uh, we would we love it, and it helps us, you know, bring you the show and, and continue to make the show and provide it to you free of cost. Um, you know, and if you if you and we understand, also it's not the greatest time to be starting up a Patreon campaign. But hey, it's the times we live in. Yeah. It's there. If you so choose to uh, support, otherwise support us by um, sharing the show with your friends and giving us uh, ratings and reviews, especially on like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Go write us, give some good write-ups there. That really helps bring a lot of new traffic to the show that we don't normally get uh, because people will see that we're getting good reviews and they'll see people mentioning this podcast that they've not heard of before and it makes them curious and it'll draw them in so you know we want to get more traffic coming in we want more people to join us here in weirdsville along with you our friends our dear friends and supportive uh listeners and all that good stuff so yeah we really appreciate all your support and and everything you do for us and uh we just you know we thank you ever so much so we'll let you go have a good week be safe be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.